We're uh, going to be just for the next 15 minutes, that's all, just going to be exploring a, sh- a few verses um, from John's Gospel. Now, th- there are four accounts of Jesus' life in the New Testament, and, uh, and these four accounts of Jesus' life in, U- in the New Testament, one of them is written by John. And we're going to read part, a few verses, that's all, from chapter 1, first of all. Later, we'll have some of the words on the screen. Let me read them to you now. And if you have a Bible or a phone, feel free to scroll to it. Reading chapter 1, verses 1 to 4. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. Let's go down to verse 11. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet... To all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. One more verse. This is the next page, chapter 3 and verse 16. And we've already had it read to us. Here it is again. For God so loved the world that he gave his one And only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. I don't know what you're doing this Christmas time. A friend of mine who's been working kind of 12, 14 hours a day, well, he's saying to me, I'm going to take a break this Christmas time. I'm going to have a a refreshing Christmas time. He's got all these plans. But one brilliant thing to do this Christmas time is to take John's gospel and to just read it through. Perhaps those first chapters, or perhaps a bit more. I'm going to switch to this mic so that we don't have so many earthquakes. Thanks very much. Great. And that would be a great thing to do um, this Christmas time. I wonder what you think Christmas is all about. This morning has been brilliant. You know, sometimes I can start thinking it's all about a Christmas tree, um, or I can start thinking, oh, it's just about all the presents that go under the tree. But I've been hearing this morning, and perhaps you've been picking that up too, that actually it's about something more than that. It's about a baby born in a manger, a baby born in a stable, a baby who reveals something glorious from heaven itself. And we've been listening in and watching in as as the shepherds have come and as the kings have come and they've come to worship this baby. So there's so many glorious things about Christmas, but we've been having a hint this morning of just how glorious Christmas really is. 
I heard somebody else saying that at Christmas time, I end up asking all sorts of questions. A few of us were sitting in a room the other day listening to two professors having a conversation. And one of them was saying to the other, there's the big questions, the questions of, of, well, where have we come from? That kind of question, where are we from? The kind of question like, why are we here? The kind of question like, where are we going? And I heard somebody else saying, you know, at Christmas time when everything changes, the rhythm changes, the timetable changes, I start asking myself those big questions. You know, where are we from? Why am I here? Where are we going? I wonder if over this Christmas time we're going to be asking that kind of big question to ourselves too. And interestingly, this passage that we've just read that is speaking about Christmas has got massive answers, not just hints, but massive answers about those three massive questions. And yes, the children are right. It all hinges around this baby born in a manger, this baby who was who was uh, the worshippers were led to by this star, this baby who reveals something of the glory of heaven. So where do we come from? You know, we've read this passage together. Let me just highlight a few words from it. We read right at the beginning of John chapter 1, verse 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. What a passage. It's, you have to think about it for a few moments. When you read a passage like this, you might want to try to spot things that happen more than once in it. And one of the things that you might notice is that again and again, John is using this word, word. Who is that? Three times in these first verses, it speaks of, John speaks of the word. Well, as we read on, we found that this is speaking of Jesus. It's talking about Jesus. And as this passage speaks about Jesus, we're finding out something really important about him. The first thing this passage says is that Jesus, the Word, was there in the beginning. And it doesn't just say it once, it says it at the beginning and the end of those verses. And then it says that Jesus was with God. And it doesn't just say it once, it says it twice. And then it says that Jesus was God. Jesus is God. It's like a target and it's going round and round and leading us into the middle, the heart of this passage, the heart of the big news about Jesus is that Jesus is God. Jesus is God. And then it says in verse 4, we've read it together, that through him, through Jesus, all things were made. All things And if you said to John, well, what wasn't made without him? Well, he would say, well, look, without him, nothing was made that has been made. He's saying the same thing twice, that through Jesus, everything was made. And that includes you and me. That includes everything beautiful that we see. 
this world, this universe, it's been made through Jesus. And so these big questions, where do I come from? Well, Jesus, he comes and he brings an answer and he brings the answer. You come, you exist, you come from God himself. He has made you. That is where you come from. The biggest question. And so that is why these shepherds and great um, important people from other lands came to Jesus. They came to him because they realized that he's the origin of everything. Everything comes from him. Jesus is God come to us. Jesus is God come here. And he shows us where we come from. He's the one who has made us Jesus. How about that second big question? Why am I here? You know, what's all this about? What is life all about? Well, you know, Christmas holds the key to this big question as well. And as we've read already, in him, in Jesus, was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. Why am I here? What is life about? What's the purpose of life? Well, Christmas holds the key. Life is found in Jesus. His life is the light of all of humanity. And we read on. To all who receive him, who receive Jesus, to those who believe in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. You see, Christmas, it talks about why we're here. It talks about what life is about. It talks about where light can be found. And it's found in Jesus. It's found as we respond to Jesus, as we receive him, as we believe in him. Because as we do that, then we are brought into relationship with God. We are brought into relationship with God as our heavenly father. We become his children. Verse 14 said this, the word became flesh and made his dwelling, put his tent up among us. Isn't that beautiful? That the one who is God, through whom everything was made, the one from whom we've all come, the one who we're all designed to know, he came and became flesh. He made his dwelling among us, right here among us. You see, Christmas, it's about God coming to us. God coming among us. That's why the shepherds and the kings came to worship him. You know, sometimes after Christmas, 
Um, it's easy to think, well, that was a good, that was a good story. That was a great event. You know, all the stuff about the stable and the manger and the baby. But of course, the thing about Jesus is that he doesn't stay a baby. You know, he grows up. And as he shared his life with people, well, he turned lives upside down. You know, he met people who couldn't walk, whose lives were broken in different ways. And after they met Jesus, well, he was, their lives were changed. They didn't need their stick anymore. You know, Jesus made the broken things unbroken. He made the people who couldn't see, he made them able to see. He opened their eyes. And the people who were broken and sad, well, he brought revolution and he brought joy and he brought life. He brought light. And people would say, you know, as they looked at Jesus and saw his life unfolding, that something like the way that star reached glory down to um, to that moment in Bethlehem. So Jesus' life radiated something glorious, something wonderful, something from heaven itself. Now we know why. Because of course Jesus was God here, God among us. Born in a manger, yes, but one who grew to then bring life-transforming love and light to everyone he touched. Blind people could see, hungry people were fed, broken people were made unbroken, dead people were made undead. They came alive. But that's not the end of Jesus' story either. You see, Jesus, the one who was born in a manger, he was also nailed to a cross and as we look at that we think that's a bit strange really because it looks like Jesus he did everything right he didn't do anything wrong it doesn't seem why is it that Jesus would end up nailed to a cross hammered there as though he'd done everything wrong not everything right why did Jesus die on a cross? Why did that perfect life have to end up as though he'd done everything wrong? Nailed to a cross. And if you do spend some time reading the Gospel of John this Christmas time, as you read on and your heart is broken as Jesus is hanging on the cross, don't give up to the story just there because there's more. And as you read on, Yes, his body was taken off of a cross. It was placed into a tomb. And his dead body was sealed in there as a, as a stone was rolled across. But on the third day, that tomb was opened. And on the third day, it was discovered that Jesus, it was announced that Jesus wasn't dead. He was alive. And sure enough, for the next month and a week and a few days, Jesus, he shared meals with people. He told stories with people. He even cooked some people breakfast. He went for a walk and he showed how he was alive. More alive than you or me, that Jesus had conquered death. He'd beaten death. And then after 40 days, well, he was in this very spectacular way. He went in a way that everyone could see to heaven. And so as we at Christmas time say, why am I here? 
What's life all about? Well, Christmas holds the answer because Christmas holds the person of Jesus. Because we are made to live in relationship with God, to be children of God because of Jesus. And Jesus, if he touches our lives, he brings transformation and renewal and freedom, liberation, restoration, forgiveness, life, light in all its fullness. That's what Jesus brings. That's what life Life is about. Christmas is great, but it's really great because it's about the person who's at the heart of it all. Just one more part of our three questions. Where are we going? What does all this lead to? And Christmas holds the key to that as well. I'm so glad the children read us this verse They read to us, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. That's John 3.16. You see, the heart of the message of Jesus is that God loves the world. That's not just an anonymous bunch of people out there. It means you. He loves you deeply, personally. He knows you. God so loved you that he gave his only son. That's what Christmas is about. He gave Jesus so that whoever believes in him shall not perish Their future, their forever, won't be a broken one, but instead they'll have eternal life. You see, Christmas is glorious. And it's glorious because it's about God coming here. I've shown this carefully drawn arrow before. And I've said a lot of us think that, well... Getting to connect with God is about us reaching up to him, trying to sort our lives out, come to him, try to reach for heaven. But if you've been tuning in, we realize it's not about that at all. It's about how instead, well, we do realize that our efforts to get to heaven are pretty mimsy and small and they don't get there. Instead, It's about how God comes to us. He comes to us, to the rescue. The person of Jesus come to save, come in our place, come to a stable, yes. Come to be a person who people can know and who transforms lives. The one who lives the perfect, clean life. The one who goes to a cross. The one who's treated as though he's done everything wrong, not everything right. But what we realize is that he, as he dies on the cross, he's making a swap. He's getting in the way. He's getting in the way of the punishment that should be ours. He's taking it instead of us so that we could receive his cleanness He says, look, I'll take your wrongness, you take my rightness. And we can say, well, how could you ever do that? And he says, well, it's because I died for you on the cross in your place. And we could say, well, how do we know that's really true? And he says, well, look, look at the tomb. It's empty. 
I've come alive. I've conquered death. That's how you know that this is true. If you believe that I died in my, in your place, then you can receive forgiveness and life in all its fullness. You know, Jesus, he calls us to bring to him our our wrongness, to say to him, I'm sorry for all the wrong things I've done. Thank you that you died instead of me on that cross. Please give me your rightness. Take my wrongness so that I can have a life in relationship with you, connected with you. So where is life going? Well, it depends It depends on our response to Jesus. That's why Christmas is so important. And at Christmas time, as we change gear and start enjoying these family things and the trees and everything beautiful about it, we're invited to look at Jesus and to say, well, how are we responding to him? How am I responding to him? Am I trusting that he died in my place calling on his name for rescue, asking him to be my king, asking him to forgive me, asking him to change my destiny because he died in my place. Christmas is great, you know, and it's a great opportunity as we share Christmas. Well, to think about where are we from? How did life all begin? What's this all about? And as we've thought about those questions, we've realized this morning again, perhaps for some of us, and some of us perhaps for the first time, that it all orients around around the person of Jesus. So as we share the tree and enjoy that, as we share presents and enjoy those, all these wonderful things are just hints and pointers to the heart of Christmas, where God comes to us. In the person of Jesus, the God who comes to us in the person of Jesus, who dies on a cross, who rises from the dead, and who invites us to put our trust, to put our trust in him. I'm going to pray in a moment as we head towards the close of our morning. But I just wanted to say that there's some great books over here for reading. And perhaps for presents, you might want to grab some books for, for, pre, for presents or for yourself to read this Christmas time as you think about these big questions. There's also a separate table just here. And it's got some little booklets on it that say yes. And if you would like to take one of these books, they're free. Please take one for yourself or for a friend just to thumb through over these next few days. Because it says to us, look, there's a God who's there. And he says yes to us in the person of Jesus. And the God who is there saying yes to us in the person of Jesus invites us to say yes to him. So please take uh, one of these uh, as you leave. They're just here on the table at the corner of the stage. Well, I'm going to pray, and then I think Phil is going to take us to the last part of our morning. Let's pray together. Father God, we thank you that we could read these words from John's 
account of the Lord Jesus' life. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are the one who is God among us. Lord Jesus, we thank you that we have come from you. We thank you that life is all about knowing you and living in relationship with the God of heaven. Not because of the things we do, but because of what Jesus did as he died and rose again. And we pray this morning that each of us would realize the truth of this. Not just that it's a good news, but that it is true. And that we would put our trust in Jesus who died in our place, who rose from the dead, so that we could know where our eternity lies. An eternity that can be in the presence of God forever. An eternity we don't deserve, but an eternity that's been bought by you sending Jesus to die in our place. Perhaps this morning, some of us personally are saying to you for the first time, God, you say yes to me in the person of Jesus, and I want to say yes to you. I want to say I am sorry for the wrong things I've done that have cut me off from you. Thank you that you came in the person of Jesus to die in my place. Please forgive me. Please be my king. Let this Christmas be a Christmas as it really should be. One of living in relationship with you. A life transforming relationship brought by your death and resurrection, Lord Jesus. We worship you this morning. Amen.